1: Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. Remember,
2: I said a fellowship means sharing partnership to have in common. Here it is. Had all things in common. That's fellowship. Verse 45. And they began looking. Now, you know, you you know, the Lord has a hold of you when you execute a verse 45. Y'all laughing already. And they began to sell. Their property and possessions, huh? And were sharing them with all as anyone might have need. They even took their property, their possessions, and they didn't just sell it for personal income, they sold it to take the proceeds to give to those who had need or who were in need. Well, let's say you heard somebody say, Well, you I sold some property and every dime of it is going to go to meet the needs of those uh, who are destitute. Wow. Verse 46, verse 46. And day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple. Day by day. Now, we can't get y'all, many, many saints, to come to church once a week. Day by day? What if we say, you know what, Um, at Maranatha, God has put on my heart, we're going to have church for about an hour and a half every day um, at six o'clock in the evening. I wonder how many of y'all would be here. It might be me and Sister Draper and a couple of us. Day by day. Day by day. Day You can't get folk to even come on Sundays. Folks who say they love the Lord. They can't come four Sundays in a row. They skip Sundays. Every other Sunday, well, every third Sunday, once a month, uh, once a month ministry. You know, once. what is wrong with you? When you're excited about God, you can't wait to come to the house of God. I mean, the spirit of God is just bubbling over in in you to the glory of God, sharing all things as anyone might have need and day by day continue with one mind they were of the same mind. They, they, they weren't divided in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. I mean, they 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 had worship and fellowship and communion in the, in the homes. Who's come to your house? Who's been to your house? When you really have fellowship, the fellowship is just not exclusive to the church. I mean, when you really love God's people, some of those people ought to be able to crack the doors of your house sometimes. Some of y'all been been saved thirty years and have one person been to your house. One person, my house too small. My house, I don't have enough chairs. I don't, I don't. And all, come on, get over it. I I wish you can go to Uganda with me and see those little homes and to see how they all crumble around little tables and and the homes were small. And we were riding there eating beans and rice and chicken and chicken legs and all the and, and the feet and all that stuff too and goats and you know no telling what all you eating over there and but you know what those little houses when God's in them all of a sudden we were we were tight but we had a lot of room because the fellowship was so big in that little house the fellowship made that house bigger that's right made your house maybe that's what's wrong. Uh, you need to open your house up and, 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 and be a blessing. And be a blessing. Well, my house, my furniture is old. They're, folk coming to your house, is not. they're not house inspectors. I see a little spot of dust over there. You should have caught that dust. Give them a rag. <laughs> if they're concerned about that spot of dust over in the corner, Give him a broom. Say, have at it. Sweep it until you're satisfied. Then let's come back and re-engage in discussion. Amen? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> Breaking and From house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart. You know, they didn't they didn't have fellowship, and then time the folk left. Out. I'm so glad they gone. I don't know what to do. You know they start talking about. Did you see that? And now she could have wanted something better than that. Ooh, he can eat. <laughs> you just dog them out after they gone. I mean, wait a minute. Now you didn't, you didn't really fellowship. I mean, you could wait till they go out of the door. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Now, oh no, no. Wasn't they sweet? Wasn't it wonderful? What a joy to have them in our home. Our home is is more blessed because of having them in our home. Weren't they gracious people? Weren't they loving? Weren't they kind? It was just sweet being there. I just wish I could have stayed there another three hours. That's when you know the Spirit is working and it's it's good. Amen? And by the way, if you say you know the Lord, the Lord's in you, you ought to have something on your house that in your house let, let people know that you're born again amen. that's right you ought to have a cross up there you ought to have the ten commandments or you ought to have John 3 16 some scriptures and uh, won't y'all say amen. amen some of y'all got some of y'all got the wrong stuff y'all got a lot of you got uh, I don't know what you got <laughs> maybe the Lord don't want me to say it <laughs> house up, put, put, uh, put, put, put some Christian things, I mean, some really nice things, that not stuff that's going to scare folk, not controversial stuff. Huh? I mean, I mean, there ought to be, sometimes we, I, I, when Sussman came into our home that we were doing business with, and he, he took us home, and he came in our house, he said, I just, I just sense peace in this place. That's what, that's what he said, I sense peace in this place. I, I sense tranquility. He just walked in there and just looked. He said, this is a peaceful place. And that's where he ought to be. When your people walk in there, they know it's something different about your house. But they can't say that if you don't let them in. <laughs> you got to let them in. But y'all, <laughs> you got all that technology. Y'all can look at them on the, on the screen of your cell phone. Oh no, they ain't coming in here. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: oh my. Where is the cornonia? Where is the fellowship? Look, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, verse 47, praising God. They were worshiping God in those homes, honoring God, singing praises, the reading of. Uh, Of scriptures and 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 ministering and testimonies and all of these things and having favor with all people and the Lord was look and the Lord was adding to their numbers day by day those who were being saved. You need to underline that the Lord was adding to the church. I can't add to the church. The Lord now you you're to go. Out and be fishers of of men, women, boys, and girls. Bring them to church. But it's the Lord that has to move the heart. You can't convert the heart. Now, you can bring the people, but you can't bring the transformation. The Lord has to do that. Amen? I'm not God. You're not God. I mean, God has to do the work of, of conversion in that heart. The early church had all of the necessary qualities for genuine fellowship. They had all of the necessary qualities for genuine fellowship. And that's critical for God to move and for souls to be saved. The church today must possess the same qualities. It doesn't matter whether you're Lutheran, Episcopal, Baptist, Pentecostal, non-denominational, whatever you are. All the churches, they may have different names, different denominations or whatever. They ought to have the same qualities, the same traits if they are the true church of the Lord Jesus Christ, we must possess the church. You say, what, what are some of those qualities? We need unity in the church. That's what the first church had. That needs to be unity in the church. If you're fighting and killing each other in here, uh, well, then people say, why should I stay here? I have an, I'm trying to get away from that in my own home. And then you come to church and they're fighting too. I had one lady tell me. At the bank, I was just witnessing to her, trying, uh, telling her about Jesus and asking her what church she went to. She said, I don't go to church anymore. I said, and she said it kind of harshly. I said, why, do, why don't you go to church anymore? She said, I've been to four and they all fought. I give up. I'm tired of fighting. I don't have to go to church to see another fight. I went to one church, they fought. I went to another one, they fought. I went to another one, they fought. He said, I quit. That You're right, that is sad. That is sad. And the cults will get them and love them in and sweet talk them and brainwash them and mess them up. But they know how to treat them. They, they know how to respect them. You know, they know how to minister to them at the expense of wrong doctrine. It's time for the church universal to stop fussing, stop fighting, and realize it's the lowest church. If, if a decision is made that you don't like, get over it and trust God and realize at the end of the day, it's his church. Amen. It's his church. Amen. And he's going to take care of his church. Amen? Amen? The early church had all the necessary qualities for genuine fellowship. The church today must possess the same, same attributes. We must possess unity. We must possess sacrificial love. That was in the church, the first church. Sacrificial love. They had sound biblical teaching. The true church of Jesus Christ will have sound biblical teaching. And what's wrong today? There's a famine of the word in the Lord's church. People come to church and they get little to nothing. You don't need the gospel of prosperity. You don't need the gospel of uh, a positive thinking. You don't need the gospel of political correctness. What other gospels do they have out there? Y'all can talk back to me. What other gospels? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, they got gospel of health. Everything is health and wellness. They want the body well, but the soul is sick. What's, what's another what's another gospel out there? Yeah. Yeah. Financial wealth, prosperity. You know, they how to how to get rich quick and all that stuff. You know, they, they, how to get rich. We want you saved. We want you saved. And uh, this is not. Yeah. 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 Gospel of being uh, of ecumenicalism, you know, and gospel of inclusion. And all just everything go. Anybody can come. Just come as you are, you know. And all of that kind of stuff. There's only one gospel. Only one. It's not 15 gospels. There are only there's only one gospel. Only one gospel. Uh, Galatians talk about that, and uh, First Corinthians 15 talks about that too. Let's look at First Corinthians. That just came to mind. I'm just I didn't have I didn't plan to say that one, but since it came to mind. Just get there real quickly, real quickly. Uh, first Corinthians 15, uh, starting with verse three. For, I div- for Here's the gospel. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That's the gospel, folks. You wonder what the gospel is? That is right there in black and white. That's the gospel. And by the way, there's no other gospel but that. Because if you go to Galatians, I believe it's Galatians 1, Galatians chapter 1, Let's what? verse 6, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. Look at that. Verse 7 which is not another, but there are some of you, there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ, the true gospel. But even if we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be a curse. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you, any other gospel, to you. Then what you have received. Let him be. A curse. Verse 10. For do I now persuade men. Or God. Or do I seek to please men. For if I still pleased men. I would not be a bond servant. Of Christ. It's only one gospel. That one. In. First Corinthians 15 that we just read one gospel. There are not many ways to God, folk. Okay, so there must be sacrificial love. There must be biblical teaching. There must be prayer. Another quality of the church must be a praying church. We have all kinds of prayer initiatives here at Maranatha. We have 40 days of fasting and prayer. We have 15 hour prayer, The 15 minute I mean, a prayer walk. Uh, we have the uh, 12 hour uh, prayer walk. Uh, we have, do prayer walks in the neighborhood. We have prayer meetings and all these prayer initiatives. The church needs to be a praying church. We got a whole, this, this country's in a bad place. If there's ever time for us to be praying, it's right now. In the church ought to be authentic worship, where we worship God in spirit and in truth. Worshiping God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. I wish I had time to talk about worship, but we ought to have uh, the Lord's Supper. The the church ought to be baptizing. The church in Acts, they were baptizing. Uh, the, The church ought to have compassion for those in need. Meeting the needs of those who have not. The church ought to be engaged not in a false sense of fellowship, but genuine fellowship. Now, when when you're doing when, when the church have all of these qualities, when the church possesses all of these attributes. This causes the Holy Spirit to move freely in the church. Now, the Holy Spirit in most churches cannot move freely freely. Because he is so grieved by what's going on in the church. Sinful lives, distractive minds, impatience, um, uh, stinginess, selfishness, bitterness, unforgiveness. And so the so the Holy Spirit work goes hindered in the church. When the Holy Spirit has liberty amidst the believers, strongholds are broken. People are set free. Folk get saved. And th- 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 things happen when people implement these traits that I just forementioned here. This causes the Holy Spirit to freely move in the church, which empowers her to do the work of the ministry to the glory of God. Listen. When you operate in genuine fellowship, it attracts the presence of God amidst his people. When the church really functions as the church should function according to the mandate of scripture, it attracts the presence of God. People are drawn here. People are impacted here. That's, they, they, they'll come here and can't figure it out, but they say it's something about the church. I can't put it, my hands on it, but it's something that's bringing me back here. It's something that draw, that's drawing me here. It's the presence of God amidst the people. It's the presence of God even in the atmosphere. Some churches are so off-centered and not Christ-centered that you don't experience nothing God-related in the church. I mean I mean when the church functions as she should function uh, you you'll sense God in, in the atmosphere you 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 you'll see the presence of God on the people the people look beautiful there's something peaceful about that church but if the spirit is grieved because of sin and sin and violence and all of these things then uh, there will be few souls being saved if any when you operate in genuine fellowship, it attracts the presence of God amidst his people, which results in many souls being saved. We need to function like this. And when we function like this, it brings about salvation. Beloved, do not expect a harvest of souls being drawn to the church while not adhering to biblical principles and qualities laid out in Acts chapter 2 verses 42 through 47. Don't oh, I'm looking for a harvest. Nothing's coming. Don't expect a harvest if you're not adhering to the principles that are found in Acts chapter 2 verses 42 through 47. It is also absolutely inexcusable. Listen at this. It is also absolutely inexcusable for believers to think they can please and glorify Christ while being negligent with regularly attending and assembling themselves together corporately to worship Christ. It is also absolutely inexcusable for believers to think they can please and glorify Christ while being negligent with regularly assembling themselves together corporately to worship Christ, to worship Christ. All members of the universal church, which is the body of Christ must be actively involved in a local assembly. Did you get that? Why don't y'all say amen? amen? All members say all. All members of the universal church, which is the body of Christ, must be actively involved in the local assembly. That's a false teaching going out there. I don't have to uh, worship with God's people on the Lord's day with the assembly of believers. That's straight from the pits of hell. Why? Because Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25 says, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. My friends, as I close, let the church be the church. I say it again. Let the church be the church. Expect God to do something Exciting this year. Expect God to do something wonderful, most wonderful through you amidst the assembly of believers this year. God will send people right here amidst you to bless you. And then he'll have you turn around and be a blessing to others. You know, God, let me tell you something. God has given every church everything she needs to do the work of the ministry, it's a matter of people releasing what God has deposited into them. You already got it. God, God has already endowed with you, gifted you with gifts and talents and all of these things to be a blessing to our brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ, as we serve in the unity of, of the Spirit in prayer. To the glory of God not getting political in the church not having an agenda in the church not coming with schemes in the church not playing games in the church it's time to be real we're too old to be fools we need to be serious about God serious about the Lord's work serious about the church we need to Put on the whole arm of God. The, the church is the only army that fights each other. We, we spend so much time fighting each other until we don't fight the enemy. Amen. Hey, stop hitting sister, sister so-and-so. Stop hitting brother so-and-so. You fight, you're beating up the wrong person and you're glad about it. The enemy is the devil. It's them demons. Fight them. Amen. Hit them. Amen. That's right, whoop them. In the name of Jesus, whoop them. Stop beating up your brothers and sisters in Christ. You're to love them. you to have compassion on them. You, 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 you ought to feel for them. You ought to pray for them. You ought to bear each other's burdens. You ought to have the best interest for your brothers and sisters. You ought to get to know people other than your Your little group in your circle, reach out, spread out. We're all God's children, and all God's children said, "Father, we thank you for this message. We love you, we bless you, and we thank you for the opening of First John." I didn't get far, but that's okay. I said enough. Say what you would have me to say. Lord. I pray that this church. Will be the true church. Strong church. Energetic church. A single minded church. A loving church. A gracious church. A thankful church. A word based church. Spirit filled church. So that we can meet the needs of others at home and abroad. People need the Lord. With all the suicidal people around, folk filled with depression and folk are confused and folk in pain physically and emotionally, Father, help us to repent and do the right thing.
1: In Jesus' name and all God's children say Please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.